Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. So I want to speak to you real quick on the topic, Lord, make me clean. Lord, make me clean. Come on, say that with me. Lord, make me clean. See, it wasn't too hard, was it? See, because I I know that a lot of times we don't want to admit that we are unclean. But the truth of the matter is that we all need the Lord to make us clean in some area of our lives because God want to use us to be an influence in the lives of others. See, Jesus had influence wherever he went. He had influence in the lives of the blind, the deaf, the lame, whoever he came in contact with, he influenced their lives. And there's a circle of influence that we all have in our lives with people who are close to us and connected to us that we ought to influence in a positive way. Not in a negative way, as being a born-again believer. As being a born-again believer, we ought to influence people's lives in a positive way. I want to read a scripture real quick out of Leviticus chapter 13, verse 40 through 46, and also out of Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. Leviticus says, A man who has lost his hair and is bald and is clean, if he has lost his hair from the front of his scalp and has a bald a bald forehead, he is clean. But if he has a reddish white sore on his bald head, now I, I want to go ahead and make this disclaimer, is that my head is bald because I shaved it, okay? <laughs> Amen. But if, if he has a reddish white sore on his bald head or forehead, it is a defiling disease breaking out on his head or forehead. The priest is to examine him, and if the swollen sore on his head or forehead is reddish, white like a defiling skin disease, the man is diseased and is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean because of the sore on his head. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes. Let their hair be unkept. Cover the lower part of their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone and they must live outside the camp. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. Here is a man that is dealing with this issue. Says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, 
you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now, a leper, a lep, if you were the leper in the Bible, you was considered to be cursed by God. It is said that they could not come within six feet of an individual. If the wind was blowing, they couldn't come within 150 feet of anybody. Not only that, but they had to live outside of the city, meaning that they couldn't come in contact with their family members nor their friends. If you, was, if you had leprosy, the, the disease began to eat at your flesh. You can scratch your skin, and, 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 and skin would just come out on your fingernails. It is said that it begins to deteriorate your body, and you begin to lose body parts. Your ear begins to fall off. Your fingers and toes begin to fall off. And eventually, you die. As a leper, you were required to wear torn clothes so that people can identify you as a leper. So your clothes had to be torn. They had to be raggedy. You had to cover your mouth. And also, you had to declare yourself unclean if someone was coming in contact with you. Unclean, unclean, the leper would have to say. I wonder how many relationships that I've been in who I have hurt somebody or they have hurt me, if they would have just had to declare themselves unclean. Like if you would have just told me you was unclean, I could have saved myself some heartache. Amen. Come on, y'all know y'all. Some of y'all in some relationships, now nah, you wish they would just tell you the truth. <laughs> if you would just tell me what well, you was messed up, I wouldn't have got into this relationship. <laughs> but the leper had to declare himself unclean. So here's a man that is, is going through this, and the Bible says that Jesus, after he's, he's preached the Beatitude in chapter 5, 6, and 7, and he was on the mountain. Now he's coming down from the mountain. And I don't know how this leper heard that Jesus was in this location. But it, it, is, it is said that lepers sometimes, to get close in the city, they would hide themselves. They would throw, over a, throw a robe on them and begin to wander throughout the city just hiding the disease, hiding their torn clothes so that people could not recognize them. And this is what God was showing me, is that even though they was able to put a cloak on and to cover themselves, they were still dying under the robe. And oftentimes, we as believers, we as people, we cover the external 
but we are still dying internally. It's no need to, to, to cover your external and put a cloak over yourself if you're still dying internal. See, we take care of the outer, but how about the inner? So he put a cloak over himself. And oftentimes, we cloak ourselves from the disease that is destroying us internal. The Bible say that when this man realized the first thing, I want to talk to you about four things this man had to do to make himself, to get his, himself free. The first thing he had to do was he had to realize. He had to realize that he had an issue. You have to understand that he was living outside the city with other lepers that had the same, in the same situation that he was in. They could not help him because they were dying also. And I believe that this man had seen so many of his peers, so many of the people around him, pass away from this same disease that he had. And finally, he realized that I may be next. He began to realize that I cannot help myself. And sometimes in life, we have to come to a place of realization that the thing that I'm dealing with is too big for me. Come on, I'm not just talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers. There are things in our lives that we've been struggling with that we know is, a, is, is destroying our lives, and we cannot do anything about it. But we would never get better until we realize that this thing is destroying my life, destroying my relationships, destroying my career. It's a place of realization that we have to get to. In other words, I'm aware of it now. I was blind to this thing, but now I see. I see that this thing is destroying my life. It's destroying my marriage. It's destroying my friendships, my relationships. I realize that now. And there's, I got to do something about this. The leper say, I realize that I'm dying. Luke 15 and 17, talking about the prodigal son, says, if you don't know the story of the prodigal son, the prodigal son left his home. He was with his father, and he left his home to go out to be on his own. And he found himself just living a righteous life, just living how he wanted to live. And, and he began to, to just get so far down in life to where the Bible say that he was eating with the pigs. And finally, he came to himself. It says that when he came to his senses... 
He said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. He began to realize that I don't have to go through this. I don't have to live like this because my father has everything that I need. And sometimes as a born-again believer, we find ourselves so far out in the world, living according to the world, doing the things of the world, to where we begin to starve ourselves from the joy and the peace that God had given us. And now we are lacking that joy and peace because we have found ourselves connected back to the things of the world. And therefore, I'm starving. But the Bible says the man came to himself. He began to realize that I got to get out of this. And he said that I will go back to my father. I'll go back because I know that my father has everything that I need. Realization. David says in Psalms 51 and 3, after sinning with Bathsheba, he said that I acknowledge my transgression. God, I realized that I was wrong. I realized that I sinned not only against myself, but against you, God. The first step to getting better, to getting deliverance, to getting healing is to realize my situation. I have to realize that I have an issue. Apostle Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. He said, examine yourself. Examine yourself, whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Know ye not your own self, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate? Examine yourselves so that you can see what's going on in my life. And, and, and is this of God or not? I believe that we ought to examine ourselves every day. Multiple times a day. Examine myself. Magnify myself to, to make sure, magnify my life to make sure that I am lining up with the word of God. I love this story in Mark chapter 2, verse 15. It says, And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with the publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call righteous, but sinners to repentance. See, we go to the doctor when we're sick. But before we even go, we realize the symptoms that we're dealing with. And a lot of us have been realizing some symptoms in our lives 
but we have not allowed the doctor to examine them. Nobody want to go to the doctor, but everybody want to get better. I had to go to the dentist the other day. I dreaded going to the dentist. I did not want to go because I knew I was going to have the lock jaw when I come up out of there. <laughs> Open your mouth. Like I had to hold my mouth open for like an hour. But I know that I needed to deal with the pain that I had. And the Bible says Jesus is the great physician. He's the doctor that can heal all of your sickness. Not just external, but internal. He can help deal with the issues that are going on in your lives that's not lining up with the word of God. He can make you clean. We just need to lay down on the operating table. The Lord is not going to make you do it. You have to willingly lay yourself down. You have to choose to lay yourself down so that he can operate on you and begin to cut the things out of you that is not of him. Come on. I know we're born again believers. I know we don't want to say we're unclean and we have issues, but I'm telling you now, all of us have something that we need God to cut out of our lives. All of us have some spots somewhere. And in order for us to influence other people's lives, we have to deal with them. Husband, wives, just keep looking for. Because I know you can tell every spot. Amen. My wife get up here, she'll tell you all type of spots I got. We all have some issues that need to be dealt with. Jesus is the great physician. You just have to realize your issues and allow him to deal with them. And then I think the second thing the leper had is was that he had determination. He had determination. He was determined to get out of this. Like, I'm determined to get better. I'm determined, meaning my mind is made up. I'm not going to live with this thing another day. I'm determined to come out of it. I'm determined to get away from the other lepers. I'm determined to get myself healed. I'm determined to get deliverance. I'm determined to be a better father. I'm determined to be a better husband. I'm determined to be a better person. I'm determined to finish school. I'm determined to do what I need to do. Come on, I'm determined to change my mind. I'm, de I'm determined to be a better person. I'm determined to live for Christ. I'm determined to make a difference. I'm determined to influence other people. Are you determined today? Are you determined to come out of your situation? Are you determined not to die like this? I'm determined. I got a made-up mind. Paul said like this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 2. He said, for I am determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said, I'm determined 
to live for Christ. I'm determined to be a light to the world. I'm determined to be different. When you're determined, you don't care what people say. I like Luke chapter 18 and verse 35. Luke chapter 18 and verse 35 says this. And it came to pass... As he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked, what, what's going on? And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before him rebuked him, telling him to hold it down, shut up, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. I love this story because this was a man that was determined. See, when you've been in a situation for so long and you know this situation is destroying your relationships, it's destroying your, 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 your marriage, and it's destroying everything about you, you want to be free of this thing. You want to be free, whether it's a porn addiction or, or a lust addiction or sleeping outside of marriage or, 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 or just lying and having a bad attitude and a temper tantrum, whatever it may be that's killing you. You're saying, I want to be better. I don't want to be like this. And this man sat by the wayside blind. He was blind. And see, other people look at you crazy when you begin to shout Jesus so loud. Because they already have their healing. They was telling him to be quiet. But I'm not going to be quiet because you can see already. I can't see. And I know that this man Jesus can heal me. So I'm going to shout Jesus until the trees begin to shake. Amen. And I'm telling you now, today you need to just shout Jesus. And don't let him pass you by because today is your opportunity to be set free. We here at Experience Church, we believe in uh, 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 having hope and, and healing in a home. We, when you come here, we want to make sure you, you, you have hope when you leave here. Make sure you know that you are able to overcome whatever it is in your life. I got some holy water coming out right now. Y'all better watch out. <laughs> we, we want you to have hope. We want you to, to, to know that, that Jesus is able to give you everything you need. We want, we want you to know that you can have healing in your life. Jehovah Rapha, healing, the Lord who heals. He can heal your life. That's why we preach so hard to you all, because we love you and we know Jesus loves you. And we want to see everybody begin to live a life of victory 
in Christ so that we can touch the city. If one person get healed, they can help heal somebody else who can help heal somebody else who can help heal somebody else. We're going to start. I believe that Experience Church is going to be a church that influenced the city of Tallahassee. We're going to make a difference. And it starts with one of us. The leper had to realize that he had a situation, but he also had to have determination. He also had to have transformation. And we got to receive transformation in our lives, meaning that we're being changed daily. Daily, I'm being changed in my life. It's the transformation uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We got to begin to have transformation in our lives, transformation in our minds, meaning it's time to tear down the old way of thinking and begin to think new thoughts so that I can live right. If I continue to think the same way I always thought, then I will begin to do the things that I always did. Only when I begin to renovate, meaning tear down the stuff, clear the land, and begin to build up new thoughts, so that I can begin to live right and begin to transform my life like I'm starting over right now. I'm, I've renovated. I took all this old crap out and now, can I say crap in church? <laughs> and now, now I'm beginning to build new thoughts, godly thoughts that will produce godly actions in my life. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but just because you're saved don't mean that you're not going to have God, ungodly thoughts sometimes. Don't mean that your flesh is still not going to pull towards the things of the world. I want all my young believers to know that because, because I, myself, when I got saved, I was unchurched. I didn't know God. So when I got saved, I thought everything was going to be all right now. But life still happens. Life still happens. And we as the, at Experience Church believe in doing life in circles, not just in rows. Because we want to be there to help each other. And as believers, we need each other. We need each other. In order for us to transform and to continue to grow, continue to change, we need each other. We need each other. I should be able to come to you and ask you for help. I should be able to come to you tell you what I'm struggling with, and you help guide me, influence my life, make a difference in my life. Transformation, a dramatic change, has to take place. I remember one day I, I was coming home, and I came home, and praise God, I love my wife. I love you, babe. <laughs> I love my wife, and I came home, and she was cleaning the room. She was taking stuff out of the drawers, and, you know, she was folding stuff up in a way I never saw before. 
She was focused. She had music going. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And she said, she was watching this show called Tidy Up. I don't know if they still saw it or not, but it was a show, I guess, the lady Marie Kondo or something like that. And, you know, the show was based on uh, if, if, the, if it don't bring you joy, throw it out. So, so I, I, say, I say, okay. She said, baby, she said, we finna tidy up. I say, okay. You know, and being the loving husband that I am, I say, okay, baby, what, what's what we're doing? She say, she say, we need to, if it don't bring you joy, if you ain't wore it in a while, if you don't want it, just throw it out. We're giving it the goodwill of somebody. I say, okay, babe, I'm down with that. I'm cool. Let's do it. You know, I'm tightening it up, folding it up, rolling it up, you know, doing what we do. So I'm like, looking at you, do it bring you joy? It don't bring you joy. It took you too long. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'm, okay, let's do it, you know. So, 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 so about two hours later, she was saying, do it, bring you joy. No, nothing brings me joy no more. Right? Get out of it. I'm done with this. Nothing. I'm done. I tried to be the loving husband. And, and that's what we got to do. We got to tidy up our lives. In order to transform, you'll never see transformation in your life with the same old junk in your life. You got to begin to toss out some stuff. If it don't bring you joy, toss it out. If she don't bring you joy, to- toss out. <laughs> he don't bring you joy, toss him out. Not talking about the married couples here, okay? Stick to it. You got to have some stick to it. Just fold it up real nice. Stick it in there. Amen. But we, gotta, we have to begin to transform our lives. And, and Chris Hodges, which is the senior pastor of Church of the Highlands, he, 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 they have four foundational principles that they kind of um, form their church on. And the first one was to know God. He said, in order, basically, the order... In order to have transformation, you got to know God. You got to come into a relationship with God. We was born and created to have a relationship with God. And if you don't know God, then you can never experience your true purpose in life. You got to know God. You have to know God. It's, I mean, you, if you want joy and peace in your life, you want to experience true joy in your life, you have to know God. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care, I, I don't care who, what lady you have, what guy you have. I don't care what job you have. I don't care about your career. If you don't have God, you will not have true happiness, true joy, true peace in your life. You got to know God. And you also got to find freedom. You would never find freedom until you know God. And oftentimes we try to find freedom and we get so frustrated trying to find freedom. But the problem is we just don't know God. I've tried to stop this many a times. I try to quit this and give this up, and I always get frustrated because I find myself right back to it. I'm talking about every year. 
I got a new thing I'm trying to do. My New Year's resolution always end up being my old habit again. Every time I try to give it up, I always end up doing it again because I never find true freedom, and you will never find true freedom until you know God. So you got to know God for transformation. You got to find freedom to begin to free yourself, free yourself from unforgiveness and hurt and bondage and sin and all of this stuff, past lifestyles and, and past hurts. We have to free ourselves from this thing, and the only way to do that is to have a relationship with God so God can fill you with the Holy Spirit of comfort to give you the power to be free. And only then will you discover your purpose. You have to know God. You have to find freedom. And only then can you discover your purpose. Like, this is what God called me to do. This is why I'm here. This is my purpose in life. And then you can make a difference. Now I can influence people. Now I can influence my kids and my, my wife and my husband and my co-workers and my students, my, 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 my classmates. I can make an influence in people's life. Now I can make a difference in Tallahassee because I know God and I found freedom and I've discovered my purpose. Now I can make a difference. Amen. Good stuff there. <laughs> this leper needed to get to Jesus. He needed to because he knew that he was dying in his situation. He knew it. He knew that he couldn't influence people's life the way he was. He wanted to make an influence. He wanted to get back to his family. He wanted to be the man of God that he needed to be. He wanted to be the husband that he needed to be, but he couldn't be it in that situation, in that state. So he was determined to get to Jesus. No matter what people may say about me or think about me, I don't care. I got to get to him because I need to find freedom. I need healing in my life. I'm tired of hurting from this thing. It's like the blind man. I'm going to shout Jesus. I'm going to call on the one that I know that can help me because I'm tired of walking around blind. I can't see. I'm stumbling over stuff, and I'm tripping over stuff, and I'm bumping into stuff, and over time, it's starting to hurt. I'm tired of falling in the same hole and the same mistakes and doing the same old thing and walking in circles and bumping into stuff. I want to see my way clear. I need transformation. And the thing I like about it, the thing that I like about this story, as I get ready to close, is that when he came to Jesus, he said, Lord, if it's thou wilt, you can make me clean. You can cleanse me if it's your will. Now, you have to understand that this disease was contagious. 
Meaning that if I take this disease that you have, I come in contact with you, I can die. But Jesus loved him so much. The Bible say that Jesus said, I will not. He ain't supposed to have been six feet, but I don't know if Jesus came or if he came. But somebody got to come. And he said, I will. And the Bible say he stretched forth his hand in the state that he was in, in the state that would cause Jesus to be contaminated. The state that he was in, in all of his mess, all of his filth, all of his dirt, he stretched forth his hand and say, I will be thou cleansed. Be clean. Jesus loves us so much. He loves you so much to where he's willing to come right where you are. He's willing to take on whatever it is that you have so that he can take on your sin so that you can take on his righteousness. Yeah. I'm going to take your filth and I'm going to give you my holiness. I'm going to take your pain and give you my comfort. I'm going to take your old and give you the new. The Bible says he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet a leper, yet unclean, yet in our sins, Christ died for us. And the Bible says that immediately he was cleansed from his leprosy. Which brings me to my last point is justification. The leper had justification, which means just as if I had not sinned. I'm cleansed now. I'm, 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 I'm free now. I'm, I'm healed now. I'm delivered now. Because of Jesus. Transformation. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. God is not mad at you. God is not mad at you. God loves you. And God wants a relationship with you right where you are. Today is the day of salvation. Because God want to send you out into the world to make a difference, to bring influence to the people around you, the people in your circle. But you first have to receive healing and deliverance. He told him to go and testify what the Lord has done for you. And I believe today somebody going to be able to walk away from here and testify and tell somebody about the freedom that Jesus gave them. Bow your heads with me today, if you will.